Maverick News presents The Rick Walker Show Defrag Your Mind Good evening, everyone. I'm Rick Walker. Welcome to the Maverick News Channel. We have a major incident in Fort Worth, Texas. We're going to take you live there right now where a news conference is being held. There was uh, an explosion. Police describing it to first responders as a major incident. Here we go. Oh, sorry. One critical, two serious, the rest of minor injuries. And the two that didn't go to the hospital are just addressed on scene? Yes, sir. Uh, okay. So what we'll do is we'll give our uh, Spanish media partners an opportunity to get some sound as well. Uh, during that time frame, we're going to go back and try to gather some more information. Uh, if there's any updates we can provide you with, we'll definitely give those. Uh, but we'll go ahead and take a break for now for our Spanish media partners to get the word out. Thank you, guys. Okay, so while that is going on, let me just pull out of this for a second. We're going to requeue, and we are going to give you some aerial footage. And I'll explain what is going on. There was an explosion this afternoon in Fort Worth. Um, a plume of smoke seen. Police issued a statement on social media saying that they are working on a major incident. There was an explosion. This appeared to happen at a uh, hotel. Police are asking people to avoid the area. And as you can see, major damage there. Let me just uh, pull out of this. We'll backtrack a bit here and we'll pick up the earlier part of that news conference so that you can get up to date because we were coming on air at the tail end of just the, uh, the statement of the questions. And this is what, a, this is what the information was. Mic check one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're good, 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 good. Michael, you ready? As you can tell, our phones are going off a little bit, right? Okay, so bear with us. Make sure you get you guys the uh, latest information. Only half of That's right. Yeah. Hang on here. We'll get you queued up. 
Okay. And here we go. I think we're ready here. Good. So thank y'all for, for coming today. I know there's a lot of things that are going on and we're trying to get this information out to put some of some of the questions at ease that are, that are going on out there on social media. At approximately 3.32 today, um, our alarm office received a structure fire call uh, at the area of 810 Houston Street at the Sam Ann Hotel here in downtown Fort Worth. Quickly after that, we got multiple calls that were coming in that there was a type of explosion. And, and I want to make sure that when I say explosion, we've got a lot of things that are going on on social media right now that are getting a lot of people concerned. There, there is a smell of gas in the area and, and there were windows and things that were blown outside of the structure. So right now, through our investigation, it looks like it is more of a some type of gas leak. We, we have not confirmed that yet at this time, uh, but I do want to make sure that everybody knows there's a, there's a smell of gas here in downtown. Um, we're not sure if the gas, from, if the smell of gas was caused from the explosion of the fire itself, or if that's what caused the explosion. But that's that's what we're looking at right now um, at this point in time. Um, Within that, we did change this to also a, what we call a mass, mass casualty incident, meaning we've got multiple patients. Uh, we have the AMBUS down here. We've got our MCI trailers down here just to make sure that we can take care of, depending on how many patients we do have at this time. I'm being told we've got 11 patients that have been transported to local hospitals at this point in time. The incident itself has went to a second alarm. Uh, and we do have Arlington backing up here in downtown just for, for an added resource if need be. We've got a family assistance center for those that are trying to figure out if they've got loved ones that were involved in this case. It is set up at lot 15 at the Sundance Square parking lot at 200 Fifth Street. Again, that family assistance center is set up at 200 Fifth Street here in downtown at the Sundance Square parking lot. And we do. We also have our emergency uh, office set up and, and ready to go to help out with resources that need be. I'll open up for a few questions at this point in time. Can you confirm any parking or trucks on video I can't confirm any of that at this point in time. Do you know what part of the hotel it started in? Was it the restaurant? We were getting reports that it had started in the restaurant. We do know that there was some construction that was being done down at the restaurant, but we're, we're not 100% sure that that's where it actually started at this point in time. Do you know if the 11 people injured were from the hotel, from inside the hotel? Uh, we don't have that information at this time. What do you know about the extent of any injuries? You want to talk about the injuries? Sure. So we've actually assessed 11 patients so far. One was critical. Two had serious injuries. The rest had minor injuries. Nine of those patients so far have been transported to area hospitals. We've had a total of nine ambulances, and as Craig said, our AMBUS is here as well. There, a couple of years ago, there was a, a same, a leak in the same area. Do you think this is possibly the age of downtown, the pipes and everything that have possibly led to something like this? We don't have any confirmation or, or any intuition on that part right now. Is there any, do you believe y'all have everybody out in the building? We are still doing searches throughout the building. Um, at this point in time, I can't tell you that we have done a complete search 
it, it's a multi-story structure, and I want to make sure that I'm giving you accurate information as we go through that. But I can tell you that we are going doing the search and rescue throughout the entire building at this time. And are there any concerns about structural integrity at this point? At this point in time, our people are going in there trying to make sure that we've got everybody out. Um, and then we'll talk about the structural integrity, you know, after that. But we're just trying to make sure that when we walk out of that building, we, we can definitively say that we've got everybody removed from that structure. How many block radius was evacuated after the, the original site? I'm not sure at that time as far as the radius evacuated. Do you know how long the area is going to be evacuated for? I, I can't give you a time on that. I can say it's, it's going to be quite some time. We've got some stuff shut down until we can do our preliminary investigation and give you some more answers to those questions in the future. We are going to try to provide an update around every 15 minutes, even if it's just we don't have anything further at this point in time, but to try to keep you updated with the, with the, the best uh, information that we have as, as quickly as possible. Is Atmos on scene and what is their role right now? Atmos is on scene right now. They are trying to help us with turning off different gas and stuff throughout the building and, and, and the surrounding area. Keep in mind also the fire department has their media portal, so a lot of the info is going to come either their social media or the media portal on the F side. So we're not going to be doing 15 minutes every 15 minutes here in this spot. Well, until, you know, as far as right now goes, we will just to have everybody together in one place. And then from there, if it gets to the point to where it's going to be drug out further, we'll make that determination, let everybody know locations and stuff at that point in time. What's your name, sir? Uh, my name is Craig Trogic, C-R-A-I-G, last name is T-R-O-J-A-C-E-K, and I'm the public information officer for the Fort Worth Fire Department. Thank you. Hey, buddy, this is a lot of police response staff here right now. Would you explain why the police do need police staff here? Sure. One of the biggest things on the police presence is to set the perimeter. We want to allow Fort Worth Fire to go in there and not just see what the issue is, but make sure we save everybody and we get everybody accounted for. Uh, in order to do that, everybody wants to come to the scene and see what's going on. So police have been out here shutting off numerous blocks. We did about a two block radius immediately. And as we see the need, we're gonna ship those or move those around. So I can't tell you exactly where we are, but it will release a two block radius and that'll move as necessary. Uh, we again, ask everybody that's listening and watching, please watch from your televisions. Uh, we're trying to keep this area just as safe as we possibly can. You know, when something happens in the heart of Fort Worth, we ask assistance from every unit and everybody. So you'll see different units that may not belong, like a gang unit. They're here to help. Uh, these are our citizens. These are our partners. And we want to bring every resource that we have to help them. Anybody else? Is there, is there some concern that people are still missing? I'm sorry, I just walked up. Uh, as far as missing, uh, Craig, can, I think... Uh, I'll let Craig answer that. They're asking if anybody's still missing. So the, the last I'd heard, we, like I said, we were still doing a, the search of, of the building. At that point in time, we did talk to the hotel owner, and he sounded like there was one person that's still looking to be accounted for. I'm not sure. That, that's been a little bit ago. I'm not sure if we'll have a, a better answer for that at our next update. Uh, but, but the last I heard, we still had one person that wasn't accounted for. Would that be a guest, an employer? Do you know? I, I'm, not, I'm not sure at this time. Were all the injured inside the hotel right now? On the street. I, I don't have the answer to that question right now either. Sorry. And how many injured? Uh, 11. We have, we have 11 patients total. 
And the two that didn't go to the hospital are just addressed on scene. Yes. So what we'll do is we'll give our Spanish media partners. Okay. So that was the news conference that coming from Fox four and Fort Worth. And we'll continue to monitor everything there. Lots of other news to talk about tonight. More on the Epstein document scandal. More documents dumped and allegations flowing from that of sex tapes involving Prince Andrew, Richard Branson, and Bill Clinton. Don't go away. It's going to be a spicy show. Greetings, brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others out of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals, individuals, defenders of individual rights and freedoms, credible, trusted, grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow may be too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The, the world, world is, is watching. So Joe Biden goes down to Charleston, where he continues to talk about the threat of white supremacy, domestic terrorism. J6, all of that stuff. And then he's interrupted by pro-Palestinian protesters who heckle him. He's sitting there saying that he's working with Israel to have them find a way to get out of Gaza. But he is he just appears so weak, so ineffective, and this is the way it went down. Without the truth, there's no light. Without light, there's no path from this darkness. If you really care about the lives lost here, you should honor the lives lost all over a ceasefire in Palestine. Ceasefire! 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 That's all right. That's all right. That's all right.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Look, folks. I understand their. I understand their passion, and I've been quietly working. I've been quietly working with the Israeli government to get them to reduce and significantly get out from Gaza. I'm using all that I can to do. But I understand the passion. Look, folks. After the civil, thank you. They don't realize that you're a good man. Well, thank you. Look. we can survive take four more years of this i don't know if the world can survive can survive it four more years of this four more years of this oh oh, oh. <laughs> the last four years have been the craziest, the nuttiest, the worst. The worst four years of my life. And the best. <laughs> Mostly the worst. I don't know if I could take four more years of this. Four more years of this. <laughs> Four more years of war on multiple fronts. Four more years of record inflation. Four more years of mounting debt. Four more years of open borders and massive immigration. Waves and waves of it. Four more years of identity politics and deep division. Four more years of unrest in the streets. Buildings being burned. Former years of corruption and scandals. Former years of weapons being shipped off to Ukraine. Billions and billions of dollars being funneled into other countries, including Ukraine and Israel and elsewhere, and then shuffled back after being kind of cleaned up a little bit into the Democrat Party. Four more years of that. Four more years of his uh, crack-smoking, hooker-loving, <laughs> laptop-leaving, <laughs> careless thoughtless, soulless son. Four more years of conspiracy theories that are only amplified because of the censorship. Four more years of unprecedented levels of lawfare directed at 
Biden's political opponents. Former years of throwing protesters. What about a thousand of them in jail or something like that with a collective sentence of over 840 years that he brags about and applauds? Former years of that? Former years of this? They sat there and they chanted four more years. Okay, four more years. Uh, well, we have less than that. We have, we have about 11 months before people go to the polls. Pray for stability, <laughs> please. God, please. Okay. Thanks. I'll be right back. Maverick News. The world is watching. Okay, we showed you what happened in Fort Worth. Um, we know that we have uh, those pro-Palestinian protesters heckling Biden. And we have this flyer that was uh, sent out. This was, I believe, handed out in the New York area. Let me just uh, double check the information. Yeah, this is uh, yeah New York City area. They were handing these out on the street, and this was sent to us. So there's this, this flyer, and this explains why they've been shutting down the streets. I'll read it. Just read some of it to you. Free, free Palestine. Globalize the intifada, it says. Why is traffic stopped? On this day, a global strike day in solidarity with Palestine and a date which marks just over three months, 93 days since Israel's brutal attack on Gaza began. We are halting traffic because business cannot continue as usual in the face of genocide. Over 22,000 Palestinians have been killed by Israel since October 7th. At least 9,000 of them children, over 2 million, have fled their homes or been displaced. We are calling for an immediate and permanent ceasefire and beyond ceasefire, a path to Palestinian liberation. Our demands, number one, immediate and permanent ceasefire and the daily massacres of Palestinians and the further destruction of Gaza. 
to lift the siege on Gaza now, end the Israeli blockade, and allow Palestinians access to food, water, and medical aid. Three, free all Palestinian prisoners. All Palestinian prisoners are political prisoners. All must be liberated. Four, end the occupation of Palestine. Ending the Zionist occupation from the river to the sea is a precondition for peace. So that means the end of Israel. Israel must go in order to have peace. Five, end all complicity in Zionism. No more U.S. tax dollars for Israeli bombs. No political immunity for Zionist crimes. And make no mistake, that's really what the protests in Canada and the United States, especially the U.S., are really all about. It's about putting pressure on the government to bring an end to all U.S. West, Western support for Israel. Without that support, Israel, ultimately, in my view, will cease to exist because they will just be rolled right over. It goes on here in the flyer and says, we recognize that this stoppage creates an inconvenience for you, for which we sincerely apologize. We also wanted to thank you. You were helping send a clear message that people of conscience all over the world will not stand idly by while there is a genocide taking place in Palestine. We invite you to take this moment to reflect in solidarity with the people of Gaza on the experience of endless siege. The women, men, and children of Gaza are trapped without food, water, or medical aid and facing relentless bombing. When traffic resumes, you will continue to your destination. The Palestinian people have no choice but to wait until their shelters are bombed or flee on foot. We must end the attack on Gaza now and demand a liberated Palestine. And then on the bottom here, it says we are a collective of NYC-based organizers, including members of the Palestinian Youth Movement, PYM, Al-Awada, the Palestine Right to Return Coalition, Samadun Palestinian Prisoner Solidarity Network, Democratic Socialists of America, Jewish Voice for Peace, the Party for Socialism and Liberation, Critical Resistance, and Writers Against the War on Gaza. Yeah. So, in case you haven't figured it out, they're, they're socialists. They are left. And depending on the way you lay out your political spectrum, and I don't use the traditional left-right spectrum, I put them all on the left. Socialists. I'd say they are national socialists. They are Nazis. They are fascists. They are in that vein. And they are opposed to Israel. They don't like the Jews. They want Israel gone. That is basically it. They, as you can see from who they are aligned with in those organizations, socialists, left wing. And that is also why you're seeing this alliance between Russia, China, Iran, the Arab states that are supporting Palestine. It's a, it's a communo-fascistic alliance, in my view. Russia less ideologically intertwined with it these days because Russia is not the old Soviet Union. 
they were more moderate, I would say, with Putin at the helm, but still um, some pretty strong, pretty strong socialist views over there with a lot of the people still in power over in Russia. So you have that element. And because the U.S. has had this incompetent and, and clunky foreign policy, a series of foreign policies that have really misfired so often, especially in the Middle East and around the world, you, you've kind of forced these people, these, these, sovereign states into each other's arms these communist and socialist and even fascistic regimes into each other's arms and they have formed this i would say very powerful and effective axis of power against the west against nato against the united states and to to a great degree you can point straight to u.s foreign policy for having helped to create this because the opportunities were there for a long time to actually work more cooperatively with Russia to prevent a lot of this from ever happening. And instead, we've wound up where we're at. And with regard to all of that, too, with regard to China in particular, I have to say this. I, we, we don't need to go to war with China either. But U.S. foreign policy is such that we keep pushing toward that. The United States keeps pushing toward war with China. The way China is characterized by, I'd say, the vast majority of political pundits, academics, media analysts, journalists, I don't think it's entirely accurate. I was watching an, uh, 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 an address with a prominent economist. It escapes my, my name. His name escapes me at the moment, but the assessment there is that, you know, he was a, he's a sort of a, a left, a pretty left in his views. And he was pointing to China as, you know, China has the answers. Look at what China has achieved. China is the way forward. China uh, has the economic answers. And I would say, no, the, um, the thing about China and ever, this is a point that everyone really misses China just a couple of decades ago, was still um, an emerging economy, an emerging nation. They were struggling to bring people out of po out of poverty. They they still are millions and millions of people, and and they've achieved a lot. And uh, and now they have an economy that rivals and is even overtaking the United States in terms of scale and power. And militarily as well, they're now a real force to be reckoned with. So it's a huge turnaround. But don't lose sight of this as people talk about a global conflict and maybe even a third world kinetic war. China needs the United States almost as much as the United States needs China. And so, too, that is the case with Canada. Don't lose sight of the fact that China, even though China has the productive capacity right now to achieve great things and has used its industrial base, manufacturing all kinds of cheap crap and within the last decade, much higher quality crap, where does all the crap go? They sell it back to the United States, to Canada, to Europe, to countries around the world. 
China is an exporting nation. China's economy has been built on the back of the U.S. economy. They've transferred the wealth. The industrialists, the, uh, the, the investing class in the United States, Canada, North America, Europe even, they've outsourced production to China. And then they've imported the produced goods back into the United States where they sell those goods at a greater profit because the people in China were working for much lower wages. There were fewer regulations actually on things like the environment. So cost of production considerably lower because the standards in many different areas were much lower. But the money, the money flow was really coming from the West into China. Now they've expanded. They're doing increasing business with the BRICS nations, which again, that's an emerging economic powerhouse, doing more business with Russia, with India, even Iran. So China working to really supply the world with all kinds of their crap. They say crap because, well, you know, a lot of it is. It's like uh, anything with this pen probably made in China. Everything's made in China. This thing here, definitely made in China. This remote control thing. You name it. I mean, anything. Like this, this little audio adapter thingy. China. Everything's made in China. But they need us as much as we need them. We need them because we need the stuff. We no longer have the productive capacity. That's also why the Situation in Ukraine has deteriorated the way that it has. It's been a war of attrition. Uh, we in the West no longer have the industrial base that we used to have. The United States doesn't have the capacity to build the munitions that they need to continue this war in Ukraine. That's why Ukraine's in so much trouble with this conflict with Russia right now. And that's also why even today you're seeing this massive, massive assault again by Russia into Ukraine. The largest airstrikes across Ukraine um, that we've seen in probably the last few days. We're told here tonight that uh, as many as 33 Russian missiles struck Ukraine over the last few days. 33 got through that the Ukrainians did not manage to shoot down. Couldn't take them out with their air defense systems. And of course, Russia is ramping things up right now. What else would you do if you saw that the United States was spread too thin, that the U.S. was now engaged on two fronts, not just, and when I say the United States, I mean the United States, engaged on two fronts, the fronts, the front in Ukraine, and now this situation with Israel, Hamas, Palestine, and trying to manage the situation in the Red Sea, and trying to manage the situation that threatens to escalate between China and Taiwan, and realizing that the United States not able to produce the shells and the other munitions, the supplies that Ukraine needs so they can print money and provide money. 
which creates more and more inflation at home. The economy at ho- on, on the home front for the U.S. is in trouble. Inflation is a big issue. The expansion of the economy is fake because it doesn't reflect actual real productive capacity increase. It's really just an increasing investment in arms infrastructure and arms production, such as it is, but the United States is producing more sophisticated higher-end weapons, not the kinds of uh, rudimentary weaponry and ammunition that is needed to sustain a war of attrition like we have seen in Ukraine, which still threatens to go on for quite some time. And at the same time, supply Israel with what it needs to achieve whatever it is their end goal is. And that's why we're seeing Biden and Antony Blinken working sort of quietly. It looks like they're maybe at the point where they're ready to sit down and talk with the Russians. But I'll tell you right now, regardless of the rhetoric you're hearing from the Biden regime, it's the Russians who are in the driver's seat at this point. So they will dictate the terms of any negotiation that may or may not take place. The Ukrainians pushing back and putting forth, I would say, you know, to, to, to compliment we're, we're, we're to give compliment where it's due. They're, they're trying, and a lot of them are dying, and that's a tragedy in itself. And they pushed back pretty hard over the course of the, uh, you know, the Christmas season and into the new year. But everything that they've been trying over the past, especially the last year, has really not been effective. Their counteroffensive fell flat. What they're doing now, falling flat because they are getting pushed back. And the Russians just have too much. They're just too big. They have more troops, more resources, and they have the industrial base there. So they are able to produce the weaponry, the munitions, to resupply their troops. And so the Russian forces are are there, and they're pushing and pushing and pushing. And obviously, Russia sees this as the opportune time to make progress forward because the United States and Biden, they've got way too much going on. They have too much on their plate to manage these conflicts. And yes, it's it's Ukraine fighting, but the United States is directly engaged with them and they are directing that. And yes, it's Israel fighting, but the United States is directly involved as well because they have their ships there in the Red Sea trying to keep the shipping channels open. So much of world trade is dependent on that. And every day that this goes on, everything gets more and more and more and more complicated, more volatile. And that's why the United States really should sue for peace at this point. They should have maintained the peace a long time ago. None of this had to happen. And in that that regard, I would say Donald Trump is probably right when he says that if he had been president, none of this would have happened. Who knows 
that's an alternate universe, a parallel timeline. Maybe if we could transwarp, transmutate, take a quantum leap into some parallel universe, we would be able to see what, what's going on in that alternate universe, theoretically, that Donald Trump occupies. And, there, and we would know then if he is actually a dictator or if he is a, uh, uh, a benevolent leader who is a man of peace. I suspect we wouldn't have had these conflicts because Trump is a man of the economy more than anything else. He wants a strong economy. Can't say that he did a great job with the whole pandemic thing, but at least he didn't get the United States into any new wars. And peace was breaking out all over the Middle East at the time. It has all fallen apart since Biden has come into office. What else do you expect? You could see that Hillary wanted to go to war in the worst way in Ukraine, and she wanted to go to war in the worst way directly in Syria back when she was running against Trump. Thank God he won. We would have been engaged in these conflicts a long time ago. You could clearly, I could clearly see that that's where she wanted to go. I was saying that if she wins, we're going to war. But Trump won. They didn't like that. But I'm babbling. Because this stuff is so darn emotional, really. Oh, man. And dangerous. Please, God. Four more years? Please, no. Can't have it. Just can't have it. I'll be back. Stay with me. We are Mavericks. We say no to the Trudeau and Biden New World Order. And to bugs. Because bugs are creepy and gross. And people should not eat bugs. Maverick News. The world is watching. Okay, so another batch of documents have come out surrounding the, uh, you know, the whole Epstein thing, right? Okay, so now what are we seeing? Just short, very short time ago, I haven't even read the story. I can kind of figure out where this is going, though. This is a mainstream media report. ABC News saying that claims about Clinton and Trump mentioned in the latest batch of Epstein docs have been discredited 
Hmm. Let's see what they're reporting and how they're approaching this. I'm very curious. 17 documents dumped to date. Says a new round of court records from a lawsuit related to the late sex offender Jeffrey Epstein were released Monday today, which include photos from an accuser as well as an exhibit that mentions discredited allegations she made about Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Prince Andrew, and Richard Branson. At least 17 documents are unsealed. More than 200 documents have been released since Wednesday. Yeah, thousands of pages. The, um, the records are part of the defamation suit, as we know, brought by Virginia Gouffray, an alleged victim of Epstein, against his longtime companion, Ghislaine Maxwell, that the two settled in 2017. Epstein died by suicide <laughs> in a Manhattan jail while awaiting trial on federal sex trafficking charges. Blah, 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 blah. The documents unsealed Monday include several photographs produced by Sarah Ransom, who filed a lawsuit against Epstein, Maxwell, and others, and, and, and others alleged co-conspirators in 2017 under the pseudonym Jane Doe 43. Ransom was also involved in the Gouffre case as a witness. She was deposed and provided dozens of photographs showing Epstein, Maxwell, herself and other young women on Epstein's private island. Here's one such photo. According to another unsealed filing, Ransom testified that some of the pictures were taken by Jean-Luc Brunel, a French model scout and associate of Epstein and given to her by him. Brunel died by suicide in his prison cell in February 2022. They're all committing suicide while awaiting trial on charges of rape of underage girls and sexual harassment, a crime in France. Brunel had maintained he was innocent. Several of the photos on Seal Monday appeared in the media following Epstein's arrest and death ransom spoke publicly at a hearing in the New York courthouse back in 2019 and has granted several interviews since. Oh, and there's, I guess that's Jeffrey Epstein on his, uh, on his pedal car. Some ATV thing. So, so Ransom made allegations that implicated former presidents Bill Clinton and Donald Trump, Prince Andrew and Richard Branson. She also described alleged videotape evidence she claimed to possess that would back up her allegations, but said she could not provide it. According to the messages, Ransom subsequently told the New York Post reporter, who did not publish any story related to the allegations, that she wanted to retract everything I have said to you and walk away from this. According to an unsealed message from October 2016, And then the New Yorker reported that Ransom told the magazine she'd invented the claims of videotapes to draw attention to Epstein's behavior and to make him believe she had, quote, evidence that would come out if Epstein harmed her, according to the magazine. So here it is. That's where ABC is reporting that Ransom said, came out later and said that the uh, references to these video recordings 
were not true, that she made it up. And she said she wanted to retract everything that she had said. And I can tell you that this is getting considerable play on social media and the independent media not really reporting any of those references to Ransom saying that she made the stuff up. Not that I've seen, but absolutely drawing attention to the references in the court documents where she talks about the videotapes or video recordings of Clinton, Prince Andrew, and Richard Branson engaging in sex acts. I don't know that there is any reference of that like that to Donald Trump made, but certainly to those three, yes, those were allegations that were made. And here I'll show you exactly, bring this up. Okay, so let me show you this clip from the court documents, the screenshot. It says, whilst he spanked his, and I'm sorry, folks, uh, cover your ears. Well, spanked his blank on her bottom. She also had to have, this is going to get a little explicit. So if you're easily, um, your sensibilities are fragile, I suggest you plug your ears, turn your head away or whatever. She also had to have sexual intercourse with Clinton and Epstein's at New York Mansion, just off Fifth Avenue on numerous occasions. It's the New York Mansion we spoke about yesterday. She goes on, I was, I was, I too was forced by Epstein to visit regularly. And if I didn't tum up, he would personally come and find me wherever I was hiding. It still bewilders me how Epstein always seemed to know where I was if I didn't turn up at his New York residence. But my friend had sexual intercourse with Clinton, Prince Andrew, and Richard Branson, it says here. Sex tapes were in fact filmed on each separate occasion by Jeffrey. And it goes on and says, thank God she managed to get a hold of some footage of the filmed sex tapes, which clearly identify the faces of Clinton, Prince Andrew, and Branson having sexual intercourse with her. Frustratingly enough, Epstein was not seen in any of the footage, but he was clever like that, it says. Then it goes on here and says, unfortunately, I cannot send you the footage without her consent due to massive consequences to her safety, but I can confirm I do have footage in my possession. And then this highlighted portion, that says, I have backed up the footage on several USB sticks and have securely sent them to various different locations throughout Europe with only one other person close to me knowing where the, their, their locations are just in case anything happens to me before the footage is released. And it goes on down here. And in this section, it says she was then given a substantial payout directly from the Clinton Foundation to keep her quiet. She is 1000% certain that the FBI did a cover up 
and she has the individual names of Hillary's special agent officers involved in intimidating her. She was then forced against her will to sign a legally binding confidentiality agreement on Hillary's behalf for her eternal silence. If she breaks this agreement, she is dead, it says. And there's another name here, Sergey Brin. I will send you that photo. It says, amongst others, as soon as I'm able to fly back to the UK next week, as I definitely 100% have it all in my little storage box. I also have other photos of the Epstein girls and I, whilst on the island, including a couple of pictures with me, of me with Sergey Brin and his then fiance Anne Wojcicki. I met the pair when they were visiting the island for the day as Sergey wanted to try out his new kite surfing equipment as he had only just started kite surfing and was very eager to try out his new equipment with us girls, I bet. Several girls at one time, blah, blah, blah. She confided in me about her casual friendship, in quotation marks, with Donald. Mr. Trump definitely seemed to have a thing for her. And she told me how he kept going on about how he liked her, huh, in quotation marks, pert nipples. Donald Trump liked flicking and sucking her nipples until they were raw, it says. One evening when we were showering together, she showed me her nipples. They looked incredibly painful. And again, I'm sorry for the explicit nature of this, folks, but it is truth, or at least the truth insofar as this is what's written on this document. They looked incredibly painful as they were red and swollen, and I remember wincing when I looked at them. I also know she had sexual relations with Trump at Jeffrey's New York mansion on regular occasions, as I once met Jen for coffee just before she was going to meet Trump at Epstein together at his mansion. So that's new. That is new. And I don't know where that goes. Don't know where we go from there. All we can do, I think, is uh, sit back, wait, buckle up, and uh, endure the ride.
Maverick News. The world is watching. The New World Order. Government Overreach. The Great Reset. Mainstream Media Lies. Now more than ever, independent voices are needed. Donate now at freedomreporters.com. That's freedomreporters.com. Maverick News. The antivirus program for your mind. Okay, ladies and gents, I'm back. So that's pretty, uh, as I say, spicy stuff. And disturbing. And back to the Israel, Palestine, Hamas stuff. We also have this. Anti-Israeli protesters vandalizing a U.S. military cemetery. You have uh, 85,000 soldiers here from World Wars I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and other wars. We've been laid to rest there. Hundreds of protesters gathered there. And this is what they were doing. And as far as we know, no charges laid in connection with this. Wow. Wow. I don't know. Uh, how do you feel about them spray painting? On a... Uh, it's such a, I would say, a sacred place. place where soldiers who fought in various wars for a variety of reasons against fascism, authoritarianism, totalitarianism, who paid the ultimate price, who paid for their right to protest with their lives and then they spray-painted Free Gaza on the wall in front of the cemetery where the soldiers have been laid to rest. What does that say? I'd say they don't have much respect. 
because they probably just have no concept, no real knowledge, no appreciation for the history behind the cemetery, the soldiers, the stories. So they just don't get it. Um, massive protest in Germany, again, ongoing, really, involving farmers. The big issue in Germany, taxes on farmers, mostly taxes, as I understand it, surrounding um, fuel, vehicles, equipment. They've had some pretty serious constitutional issues unfolding in Germany over the past uh, few years. Environmental policies, you know the drill. Climate uh, change hysteria manifesting itself in uh, government policy, economic policy, farmers being targeted, those policies being used in the eye, in the, by, you know, in the view of many as having a real goal of land confiscation and redistribution to larger corporate interests, agri, big agribusiness. Well, farmers are pushing back. They've had some of the biggest protests, if not the biggest protest in history over the past week or so. It's ongoing. And now Polish farmers and truckers are joining in solidarity with those protesters in Germany. This is what that looks like. Truckers taking a page out of the Freedom Convoy, taking a cue from the truckers in Canada, I would say, and look at what they're doing there. And this stuff getting very little play in mainstream media, if any at all, here in the West. This is uh, what the German farmers were doing. So this is in Germany. And the government in Germany has uh, responded by saying they're concerned about the rise of far-right political groups that they say are throwing their support behind these protests. They've been chanting at these rallies, 
basically, we are fed up. And they too have been blocking roadways and causing sizable disruptions right inside Germany. There's also an incident where uh, a prominent politician for the Greens showed up on a, a ferry, pulled up to dock. And this is when things really kind of kicked off with the protest and the, uh, the protesters out of frustration had sort of organically decided to show up in time to greet this minister. And as a result, could not, uh, the guy couldn't get off the, uh, couldn't get off the boat. So they, uh, for safety reasons, as police put it, the politician had to, uh, had to leave on the boat again, couldn't, couldn't actually get off onto shore because the protest was so large and so, well, volatile. We'll put it that way. And here's other footage out of Germany. This was on the A2, Europe's busiest highway, which the, uh, the protesters managed to successfully shut down. Here we go. Sorry for the delay, but here's your footage. Now that's got to put a dent in things. That goes on for miles and miles, or should I say kilometers and kilometers. That's a big protest. Humongous. Here's a clip from a German farmer explaining what they're doing there on the highway. Here we go. Hey guys, I'm here right now with farmer Anthony Lee. We are on the highway. As you can see, we're not alone. Anthony, can you tell us what's going on? Well, you can see we have a barbecue at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, you came prepared. Yeah, guys, I'm here right oh, now with you. farmer yeah, Anthony Lee. We are you. on the highway. As you can see, we're not alone. Anthony, can you tell us what's going on? Well, you can see we have a barbecue at the moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you came prepared. Yeah, we, are, we are always prepared, yeah. And this is the, uh, the most frequent highway in Germany. The most used highway the most in used Germany? Actually, in Europe. Be honest. Oh wow! Too. So 
it's not it's not normal to stand here but um no we we are we are sick of lies we are sick of trying to get rid of our jobs it's not only farmers it's the uh, the lorry drivers it's the normal workers everybody is sick of politicians who have no idea what they're talking about who have no education to tell us how our lifestyle should look like and this is the result of four years trying to get in contact with polit politicians talking to them on an equal level but they won't listen and now we have no other choice than to demonstrate and it's our right and yes it's one of the highest rights especially in germany yeah demonstrate we are not violent this is all friendly um, you can see we have a we have a small gap if people can drive through police ambulances everybody can come through but um this is only this is only the tip of the, the tip of the iceberg to be honest because all over in germany we have this is the west we have dutch uh, farmers coming over to support yep, us in the, the east we have um, um, hungarian farmers polish farmers and we are all united in in um, getting rid of politicians who are trying to get rid of us right yeah so i was very active in the dutch farmers protest and i remember i said a few years ago guys pay attention because this is going to be a global issue there's a global attack on farming you are describing the same thing here in Germany. Why are these politicians coming after you? Why are they trying to destroy you? I think there are many reasons. First of all, they want they want our land, and like, like yeah, you you in Holland, you in Holland are are kind of the example what polit politics want, or right. politicians want. They want our land to build uh, industry, um, houses. I don't know. For, for refugees, whoever, I don't, I don't care for what. Right. Um, but the, the reason they, they want it is not really my, my thing to say. But we are, we are the, the people who don't, you know, we don't work in the co-working space, and we don't have a startup or what. We, we produce the most food. important <laughs> thing in the world, food. Right. You know, we, we, we are, we are here since generations. And they're trying to get rid of us and uh, we can't we can't let that be we, we have all kids i have three kids i yeah. want i want them to do my job in the, for the next generations yeah we are people here who are, who are the 14th 15th generation you know right and we are the we are the guys who get up work 24 7 at all weather conditions and we 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 are the guys who um who prepare or we prepare you with the healthiest food and and and, and, and we, we we do everything that people want us to do yes you know, in germany everyone says we have to get rid of co2 okay the only guys the only guys who, <laughs> who can get rid of co2 if you think it will kill us right, right. Are the farmers and the people who own forests for us it was nitrogen but we all know that it's a lie it's a pretext it's a pretext and yeah. i feel like the normal the general population no, they support you. I mean, I was emotional watching the truckers, watching the tractors, everybody just come on the road here. It, I mean, this is of historical magnitude. I keep on repeating myself, but I'm serious. I think this is of historical magnitude. And the people of Germany, of the Netherlands, I think of all of Europe, um, America is watching. We are all with you. God bless you. And we're here to support you.
and thank, you uh, thank you so much for talking to me. You're welcome. You go and talk. Go and talk to the normal people who of are course. in traffic jam. Now. I will. Let's Every, go. Everybody, everybody supports us. Oh, they... I spoke to a few people. We're stuck, and I said, "Oh, I'm missing. If if if, if I meet 20 meetings, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. They know why they're here. Yeah. They know that you guys they, provide they're them sick with food. Of politicians who lie, who are who are not willing to to um, do that what they should do right. to get us a better future. Yes. Yeah? Uh, thank you so much. You're God welcome. bless. Thank you. Okay, don't go away. More ahead. Greetings, brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others out of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals, individuals, defenders of individual rights and freedoms, credible, trusted, grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow may be too late too late too late too late maverick news the, the world, world is watching okay let's go back to fort worth for an update on that major incident the explosion of the sandman hotel where at least 11 people have been injured, one of them apparently critically. Okay, first off, I want to apologize. I, I told everybody that we were going to do every 15-minute increments, uh, and we, we pushed it here till 6 o'clock. So thank you for your, for your understanding with that. I am going to do a really quick, brief recap of what we started out with and then go into what information we have received since then. So, again... Um, This afternoon at 3.32, we had gotten dispatched here in downtown to a structure fire at the address uh, of 810 Houston Street here in downtown Fort Worth at the Sandman Hotel. Uh, when companies started arriving on scene, they, they switched that call type to multiple calls of an actual explosion that had taken place. Um, at that point in time, we switched gears a little bit from from looking at it from a fire standpoint and, and how many, you know, life safety is our number one. Uh, that's our priority. Anytime we roll up on a scene like this. So we did have to switch gears a little bit from, from a fire to an explosion. Now we, there were, there was live fire that was in the building that has been extinguished since then. Um, and I'm, I apologize for this. The wind's kind of got my, my pages blowing around. It did go to second to a second alarm, and, and what that did was allow us to bring in more resources to help with the patient care and stuff that we needed, the, the fire, uh, to make sure that we were, we were doing a search of the entire building uh, and, and to put the fire out. We did have the ambus, which comes, and, and they can take multiple people to the hospital uh, at one time. We had our MCI, our mass casualty trailer, 
that came that offers a lot more resources and equipment for us to be able to do our jobs. Um, the calls came in. We had initial calls that people were trapped in the basement. Um, we did extract several people from the basement that weren't able to get out on their own at that point in time. We have since then uh, started doing our secondary uh, all clear. We have found another patient that was in the building. Now, earlier when I talked to you guys, I said that there was one person that was not accounted for. That person was found, but since then we have found that we had another patient that was trapped there in the building. Um, again, Arlington has cooperated with us as they always do and staged some of their apparatus here to help us with our call volume. Um, and we do have that family assistance center that's located at lot 15 at Sundance Square parking lot, 205th Street. So what that family assistance center does is it goes back, if you're looking for loved ones, if I know we're having an issue right now because of the amount of people that are down here with cell phone service, if you have a loved one that you cannot get in touch with, you can go to the location at lot 15 at the Sundance Square parking lot, 205th Street, and we've, we've got resources that are there to help you come in contact with your loved ones if you have not been able to make contact with them since this incident started. Um, this is still a very active scene. Based on our characteristics of the explosion at this time, we have been working in collaboration with the ATF, the FBI, with our arson and bomb division as well. Um, and so, it, again, we, we have not made 100% determination, but we wanted to make it clear that this was some type of gas explosion. Uh, and we're still working on the, the details of that to figure out what, what all caused that at this point in time. The hotel was operational. Uh, we do know that there was some uh, reconstruction and stuff that was going on. There were 26 rooms that were occupied. So like I said, we, we did get, uh, or, or people were either checked into the rooms and had gotten out on their own or we did go in there and do some rescues on some, some patients, uh, you know, to make sure that we could get them to, to the proper immediate emergency care. The patient count as we speak is 20. Um, at, at this point in time, we have, we, we do not have any, uh, any casualties. We, we, we don't have any deceased that we're aware of at this time after all the, the, the search and stuff that we've done. So I want to, bring an emphasis to that. Um, I can open it up for questions at this time. Sir, do you think that the reconstruction might have had, or the, can you explain a little bit about what that work was and if it might have had anything to do with the explosion? Well, so the question is, as far as the reconstruction goes, is that what may have caused the event that happened today? I don't know the details on, on the reconstruction itself. I don't know if it was, I mean, the, the hotel was operational. And so I guess basically I can't, I can't answer that, that question specifically for you. Um, so the number of injured has gone from 11 for last update to now at least 20. We, we've got 20 total. Uh, there, there were 19 that were treated here on scene and or transported to local hospitals. And we have seen, we, we do have one patient that has walked into the hospital on their own from, from here on scene to get treatment at the hospital. Still in the one, Frank, one critical. Uh, I'll, I'll let Matt Zabaski with Matt Starr talk about that. So the total patient count from this particular incident currently remains at 20. 19 of them were treated on the scene. Of those 19, one was in critical condition, four were in serious condition but not life-threatening, 
The rest had minor injuries. So far, 14 patients have been transported to local hospitals. One patient did actually self-transport to JPS with minor injuries. So a total of 21 patients total injured from this event so far that we know of. Now, are these people who were in the building? Were they walking on the sidewalk? Were they driving? Do you have any idea where people were when they were injured? They were, we, we don't know where they were when they were injured. They could have been outside, they could have been inside. But we're not sure. You said you were able to find the person who used to I'm gonna let Craig answer that, but yes. And that one more for you, the, the 14 that were taken, does that include the person who walked in or is it 15? No, the 15, it, we transported 14 to the hospital using 12 ambulances and our AMBUS. These hospitals? All of them. Yes, we triage them to make, we rotate them to make sure that no one hospital is going to be inundated with patients. We saw a woman being treated outside of the hotel. Is that the patient that was missing or the person that was missing? Don't know. Someone, someone was found when you did the second sweep. You mentioned that. Were they yes, ma'am. So when, when we do our preliminary search, it's, it's a real get in quick. Uh, at that point in time, we weren't really sure. You know, they were talking about the stability and stuff of the structure itself. So when we do our primary search, it's a real get in there fast, as, as quick as you can, kind of room by room type thing, just like we do in, in house fires and, and other incidents that has uh, hazardous materials for going into a structure. Then once we kind of get a little bit of a headway on the, on the incident, it allows us to go back in a second time and take a little bit more time to do a more detailed and thorough search, just to make sure we can go room by room looking through all the different places. You know, some instances like on this one, there was some smoke that was involved. So that secondary happens after everything's kind of cleared out a little bit and we've got a better, better visual standpoint to go in and really feel that we've done a lot better of a job uh, outside of, you know, the, the second time. Well, just so we're clear here, is it 20 or 21 patients? It, it was 20 total, uh, 19 were from here on scene. No, I'm sorry. So. <laughs> this is a very fluid situation. We're getting updates as we go. So there were 21 patients total that reported injuries from this particular incident. We all treated 20 on scene. One left the scene, went to JPS on the other. Okay. Thank you. I'm glad we got you the right, the right answer to that question. So, so that address, we call it the Family Assistance Center. Sometimes it's known as the Reunification Center, just to be clear with all the different terminologies and stuff that goes on. That is actually at, like I said, it's at parking lot 15. Um, at the uh, at the Sundance Square parking lot, the address is 200 Fifth Street. 200 Fifth Street. So again, like I said, if you've got loved ones or family members that you have not been able to come in contact with since this incident happened, you can go down to that location and they will be able to help you get in touch with, with those family members. Like I said, I do know we have just from the amount of people that are down here right now, we have been having some cellular, uh, some cell phone issues, um, not being able to get out or, or in and things of that nature. There's anything you can say about um, like how often gasoline might be inspected and if there's been any issues with, with this hotel or this area? So all, all I can say on that is I do know Atmos is on scene. Um, the fire department is not over gas uh, in, inspections and things like that. So you would have to contact Atmos to get that information. Right. Any issues with access that you guys are trying to clear the building? I understand there's not the door. People who are inside the stairwells have been destroyed. I mean, it's not making it difficult to access. How long have you guys been getting in to be able to clear 
Yeah, so I know some of the places when they were making their way down into, you know, like I said, we had reports of people that were trapped down in the basement. And because of the, the explosion that took place, some of those access areas were either covered up or didn't feel safe at that point for people to get down it to get, you know, into those areas to make sure that we were able to get everybody out. So that did play into the, the tactical standpoint of this operation was just safety for our people to make sure we could go down there and, and safely bring out whoever we could find. Uh, without causing more of an issue uh, than, than what we already had. Is there a chance residents who have cars inside the evacuation zone may not be able to leave tonight? I'll let PD talk about that. Right. I don't know what the question is. Is there a chance uh, residents with vehicles inside the evacuation zone won't be able to leave tonight? The plan right now as far as the perimeter that's been set up is after we talk with some of the experts that are reviewing the structural integrity of the building, if we're able to collapse the perimeter somewhat to open up some more areas that would give people access to vehicles and the businesses in the area. Obviously we won't be doing that until it's safe to do so, but the last thing we want to do is inconvenience anyone who needs a vehicle to get home. So we'll work with everyone we can to make sure we allow access to areas as it's safe so they can access your vehicles as quickly as possible. Have you been able to determine anything about the structural integrity of the building yet? We do have property management on scene, and they are looking into that as we speak. We're still, like I said, trying to make sure and clear the building to, to make sure that we've got everybody out uh, at this point in time. So I'm not even sure yet if they've been able to get in until we've kind of went in and did everything that we knew needed to do from a life safety standpoint uh, to make sure everybody was, has gotten out. So right now, is it I would not say as of yet. Like I said, we, we, we have had the primary search, uh, but we're still going through right now, do, going room to room to make sure we do the secondary search, just so we can say without a doubt that we have gotten everybody out and there's nobody else left inside. The building's 104 years old, kind of a, a, a historic structure here in Tyler. What does this mean to see this kind of uh, event happen? Well, you know, you don't, you don't skip to that first. Definitely you want to make sure. Please. We want to make sure people are safe. Um, really special thanks to our first responders, um, other jurisdictions that have stepped in to help our fourth fire department and police department to get to this place. Um, but of course, it's a beautiful building that was just recently renovated and opened. And so uh, we'll work with the ownership of that building uh, as quickly as possible as soon as it's, it's structurally sound enough to do so. But, you know, it's heartbreaking for downtown Fort Worth, of course. And um, at this point, our hearts are really our hearts and prayers are with the victims um, at area hospitals. Were you here at City Hall when they explosion? Yeah, I was actually at our new building, um, at, at the new Pier 1 building. So, um, but this building was pretty quickly evacuated, as was the federal building and others in the, in the surrounding area. And did you hear it? Um, I did not hear it, but our staff that was here at City Hall definitely did. Most of them kind of described it as an earthquake sound. Yeah. All right, again, thanks for everybody coming out. Okay. So again, we'll just kind of um, follow that. If needed, we'll dip back in. But as you can see tonight, Fort Worth, Sandman Hotel explosion about 3.30 this afternoon, over 20 people seriously injured. It appears it was a gas leak is the most likely cause of the explosion. It's all still under investigation. The entire area remains sealed off. 
and uh, they're still going through the building just to make sure they haven't overlooked anything and to make sure that everyone has been safely evacuated from the building. So stay with me. the ongoing unrest in the Middle East, with growing protests on the streets of Canada, with division continuing, with the political landscape increasingly polarized, with all of the emotions surrounding the Israel-Palestine-slash-Hamas war, the leader of Canada's official opposition, Pierre Polyev, with the Conservative Party of Canada, came out, uh, has just come out with this statement about Iran. Four years ago today, the Iranian-controlled terrorist group IRGC shot down flight PS752, murdering 176 innocent people, including... 55 Canadian citizens, and 30 permanent residents. To this day, the victims of this horrific crime are waiting for justice. We must honor their lives by taking action. Canada must ban the IRGC as a terrorist entity once and for all. My message to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, how could you? How could you allow the same terrorist group that murdered 55 of our citizens and 30 of our permanent residents to operate legally in Canada? How could you let them recruit and raise funds on Canadian soil? How could you allow 700 agents of the Iranian terrorist regime to live freely here using the money they stole from the poorest people in the world to terrorize our Jewish and Persian populations, putting all of us at risk. How could you risk all of that to appease this terrorist organization? A real prime minister would ban this group and expel its members now. And I will be that real prime minister. Canada must seize the assets of the Iranian regime in our country and give it to the families of flight PS752. We must seek full international prosecution of the regime and everyone who participated in this terrorist act for all of these crimes at the International Criminal Court of Justice. I pledge on behalf of the Common Sense Conservative Party that our future government will act on these commitments to the families of the victims and all Canadians of Iranian descent. Conservatives will do everything in our power 
to assist the Iranian people in their pursuit of freedom. Thank you. Okay, and we're gonna just show you some of the uh, some of the footage coming out of Fort Worth from different angles to show you the scope, the size of, and the power of that explosion, which rocked Fort Worth downtown around three thirty this afternoon. And see all the debris. That's all the way down on 8th Street. The front is a blown house that got, that got it blocked from um, 7th to 9th. It's completely blocked. Fire people everywhere. Taking people out of the, the lower buildings here. You can see the sandman. Get you another angle. Here's a, a still shot. Wow. A lot of power there. And here's a Here's a walkthrough of the area. says the explosion blew out windows a block away. And we have this. Another elevated view. Right around the moment of uh, the explosion. Just seconds after, I would say. There's cop. Look at it, it blew something blew clean out the front door. Unbelievable. And this is a street level view. This gives you something at eye level. So what was So what was it? Was it the bit that the part?
just blew all the debris right out onto the street. It's on the other side. back to this for a second here here we go a little bit of freezing on the video but it'll pick back up in a moment here we go i think yeah i have to requeue it for you Here's another angle. Pick this up for you. There we go. And one more, and then we'll move on. Street level again. And it's unfortunate, but I think when anything like this happens now, People instantly wonder if it has anything to do with the terrorist attack. But from everything we're hearing, it seems this was the result of some kind of gas leak. And uh, possibly related to the recent renovation of that building, the Sandman Hotel in downtown Fort Worth. I shall return. Exile. The Knights of Malta. Maverick News. Join us. The world is watching. Greetings brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others out of rabbit holes we are maverick thinkers we are all unique individuals individuals defenders of individual rights and freedoms credible trusted grounded in reality maverick news maverick news defending free speech free speech speech donate at freedomreporters.com do it now. 
tomorrow. Maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The, the world, world is, is watching. watching. Over Christmas, and even as recently as, was it yesterday? Anyway, certainly over Christmas. People were saying, even when during the call-in shows, saying that, gee, it seems like the weather is so mild, and it's so warm, and it's so unusual, and we, we heard from the media that the climate is been changing and that's why we're we're getting these snowless winters getting a lot less snow i spoke to some people even over christmas and relatives even who works talking about how there just isn't enough snow we're not getting enough snow and this and so climate change and and the, all the winters are just so warm well tonight <laughs> What did I say? I said, January is upon us. And I said, within a week, it will turn cold. And we will be into some pretty serious winter. And then we'll be into a couple of months of very cold weather. And the snow will come. And tonight, sure enough, what, what are we seeing? Now the media is going on about snowstorms in many parts of Kanada, Kanakistan. <laughs> Wind chill of minus 50. Oh my gosh. 40 centimeters of snow. Or now, as you can see from the weather forecaster there, and then over here, a lot of snow, and then over here, like mega snow, and over here, super mega snow, and then really super, super, super mega cold temperatures. So everything will freeze into a state of permanent frozenness, which my dog will love. My dog just, he likes to lay on the ice. Uh, not like any other dog I've ever had. Very, pretty tough little guy. <laughs> he just, <laughs> he loves the, the cold. He's going to love this. Now, I'm in a pretty mild part of Canada. I'm in I'm on the edge of the sun parlor here. We don't get that much snow, but it has been colder. And I know that if I drive just one hour east of here, or even half an hour east of here, within the next day, I bet you I get lambasted with a great big frosty, the snowman welcome. I'm telling you. Here you are. Snow, snow everywhere. Winter storms in Ontario and Quebec coming. Extreme cold. Environment Canada issued extreme cold warnings for parts of Yukon, Northwest Territories, and Saskatchewan, with some temperatures expected to feel like a staggering minus 50 thanks to the wind chill. A cold episode is expected in parts of the Northwest Territories with frigid wind chills of minus 50 until midweek. 
heavy snowfall, blizzards, parts of BC, 10 to 20 centimeters of snow Tuesday evening through Wednesday as expected there. The areas could see 5 to 10 centimeters of snow in Cartwright and Black Tickle areas. Come on, my American friends, come on up here and enjoy the snow. Snow, 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 it's Canada. That's what we're all about up here, man. It's called winter. Happens every year. And also, almost without fail, when Christmas comes rolling along, I would say three out of four Christmases, we don't have snow. And people say, well, the weather's sure changing and we never have snow in winter. It's, it's, it's not a white Christmas. And then shortly thereafter, we get hammered. And it's all their fault because they jinx it by talking about it. And that makes me very unhappy. I don't like the snow and I don't like the cold. I was really quite enjoying the weather. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Just mention it. See, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry. The winter, it's going to come no matter what. Just when you least expect it. Just when you thought it was safe to go back outside. Okay, so that's kind of where we're at. What I'm going to do is uh, duck out of here and uh, run a little promo and set up the phones. And you guys can join the conversation. Hang tough. I'll be right back. The sharing of biased and false, false news has become, become all too common on, on social, social media. media. More alarmingly, some media in an ocean of lies a century deep, the truth awaits. Choose not the red pill. Choose not the blue pill. For both are an illusion. Discover the power of M. The power of individuality. We are mavericks, we are the way to the light. Fear not the storm. Join our quest for truth. Truth will set you free. Maverick News. The world is watching. Okay, I'm about halfway through setting everything up there. So get ready, folks, to call in. Uh, this is the number. Join the conversation. Call 1-833-975-3733. That's 1-833-975-FREE. Speak up. Speak out. Make your voice heard. Maverick News. Fighting for freedom by defending your right to free speech. Be a Maverick. 
Join us. Okay, we're getting everything set up here. I just need to get this up on the screen so that the audio comes through for the phone system. And here we go. Everything is ready to rock and roll there. And let's go to our first caller of the night. Hello, who do we have on the line? Oh, it's me. First caller of the day. All right. Hello, John, how you doing tonight? Uh, just outside having a smoke. It's uh, kind of mild, but it's uh, we're supposed to get snow tonight, freezing rain, all kinds of garbage. Welcome to Canada. That's the way she rolls, yeah, I was, man. I was at the bike. I was at the bike show yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Place was empty. Yeah. All the uh, yeah. kiosks. I was asking them, how's you know. How's business? They're all, they didn't make no money. I think they all lost money. Uh, the fishing show, my, my cousin runs that one. The ice fishing, they lost money. He's having another fishing show uh, this month sometime. That's probably going to lose. Them. Nobody's going out anymore. <laughs> wow. But, so the motorcycle I, uh, show is not doing well. Well, maybe it'll pick well, up on... Is it is it still going on this week or was this t the tail end? Was it? Oh, open it's over. It's over. Yeah. Okay. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I went Sunday because uh, it was yeah, it was only open till like six o'clock. But uh -huh. usually you get deals, you know, because it's the last day and they don't want to lug it back. Just all right, give me twenty bucks off or whatever. <laughs> Couldn't find any deals, Rick. <laughs> you know, and. There wasn't as many vendors as normal. There wasn't as many nice bikes as normal. <clears throat> I did run into these farmers from Saskatchewan. Uh, they had a booth there uh, selling guns, yeah. rifles, knives, and they had those Malta helmets. I sent them to you, actually, to your email. Oh, did you? I didn't see it, that. It's, I'll it's, look for that. It's a big file. It's a big file. And uh, there's a lot of videos on there. That's why. But they were 180 bucks a piece. These metal helmets. <laughs> People were trying them on. I didn't try it on. I didn't want to put it on my head. Everybody else was putting that on. Who knows if someone had a cold or something? You know. <laughs> These but, are like uh, the like armored suit suit of armor helmets armored. for like a night. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had the helmets on. 180 bucks. There was on the prices on it. You can see on the picture. Cool. Uh, and they had swords and all kinds of stuff. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, it was, I go for, I go for the bikes. The, 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 uh, the Harleys, uh, they have a, I sent you a lot of videos of it. You'll see them, what I'm talking about. It's, it's, uh, they have a show there and they wipe out these Harleys and they do jumps over people and, on these big Harleys, man. A lot of them were sportsters, mind you, but they had some dressers, really heavy ones, but burnouts, and they had the thing of death, you know, that's uh, they, they 
dirt bikes uh, around and around. And oh, and the 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 the, the, the the big metal ball thing. And was yeah, it was? yeah, they, yeah. You look on top, and they're they're whizzing around like crazy, man. You know, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's it was fun. Uh, I liked it because it wasn't many people this time, but there's no deals. Yeah, well, what kind of stuff oh. were they selling at the vendors? Oh, you, from suits you of can armor. buy anything there. <laughs> you can buy you can <laughs> buy anything there. They were selling anything from uh, uh, like uh, most stuff were uh, uh, bike gear, you know, uh, seats, helmets, uh, <laughs> but, you know, canes. <laughs> A lot of bikers need canes wiping out, you know, uh -huh. nice canes, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not much uh, about motorcycles well, myself. I don't really know much about them. So, yeah, well, I'm just not a bike uh, guy. I'm into cars, not so much bikes. Uh, there's a lot of cars there. I sent you some some uh, farmer John Deere, John Deere stuff. A lot of the bikes they had they had this nice bike with a big cherry behind it. <laughs> it was all custom. I I took a picture of that. That's pretty cool. Uh. They had they had some cars there too, they had everything, you know. So, but, but um, you know, you know, you know what, Rick? How would you feel? How would you feel if you had a Hamas terrorist in your neighborhood, and and they were looking for him, they couldn't find him, so they started blowing up everybody's house to find the guy, and they blew up your house. How would you feel? <laughs> Do you like that? <laughs> you know, makes me laugh. You know, does it? Yeah. Oh, oh you froze on the screen here. Oh, no, you're you're still there. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm listening. Yeah. Well, that's what's going on. You know, like blowing up yeah. innocent people. They're blowing up their house because looking for Hamas terrorists, which they'll never get rid of them. Kill one, another one comes out. You know. Mm -hmm. Kill the leader. There's no leader. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it's all someone's posted here. It's the oil. John, did you buy a gun? No, I don't have a permit. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare have one. But you come to my place. I got to show you some real nice weapons besides guns. <laughs> They're stashed everywhere. I got them everywhere. There's a. I got about. 20, 30 stash, but stash spots here, man. <laughs> There's always a weapon around. <laughs> no one getting in. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have one. Uh, there were some nice big dogs there, though. <laughs> the, 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 the people brought were... their dogs there at the bike show. You, you, it, some of these big yeah. dogs, I go, holy Christ. Who, need, who needs a weapon when you got a dog like that? <laughs> I think I'll tear you apart. They do this at the International Center, right? In Toronto, in Mississauga? Yeah, that was International. That was, a, yeah. yeah, it's a big place there, yeah. yeah I've here. been there. I was I was at the motorcycle show a couple of times, but as I say, I'm not, I'm not really knowledgeable when it comes to motorcycles. I, I know what they are. I know the brands. I don't really know the models and the, uh, you know, the specs and the, I, I don't ride, so I, I'm certainly not the right person to talk to when it comes to motorcycles. I, I, I don't ride either. It's too dangerous. You know, like mm -hmm. all my friends, they're all, they all, they're all got canes now, you know, like yeah. that out, 
a lot of them are dead too. Uh, uh, I went to a funeral a few years ago. The last one I went to, the, was on the highway and, and it sucked them under a truck. Yeah. And uh, oh boy, yeah, he was a goner. That was a bad one. Yeah, but, I've uh, I've yeah. I've known people who have been in accidents and uh, no thanks. It's just not for me. Um, motorcycles, I just think they're uh, just it's just too dangerous. Cars are dangerous enough. Motorcycles, you got to have balls of steel to ride. As far as I'm concerned, well, they're all young kids doing all these stunts on yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. You don't see the old guy. You know, I was watching the the jumps there. They had these big jumps in them, and I'm standing there taking video. And uh, right next to me were paramedics. Eh? I said mm-hmm. to them, uh, "The last few days, uh, anybody injured?" Uh, <laughs> they looked at me. Go, today's the first day here. I don't know about the last few days. I says, "Well." If I tried that, you'd be taking me to the hospital on a stretcher. That's for sure. <laughs> You'll see the jumps on the video. It's uh, mm-hmm. I like the burnouts. You're standing there, and all you smell is rubber. <laughs> like they're burning these rubbers like crazy. The guy was saying he was telling me they put coke film because the floor is so so shiny that the bikes slide. That's that's another thing I don't like bikes. You know. I, you know, I ride bikes, and, and, and you, you know, you're going off the ramp, and, and it's kind of dirt, and I don't trust. I, I always feel like I'm going to slide, wreck, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but they said the floors are so so slippery that they had to put coke on the floor so the so the, uh, the, the stickiness will, you know, the stunts these guys. So they were pouring doing, coke know, on the floor at the International Center? Well, they did it before the the show. They put coke on the floor to make the floor sticky. Okay. Because he, he, well, yeah, I, I sent you a bunch of stunts videos, and you can see the the stunts these guys are doing. Like I would never yeah. do like burnouts, and they're you know last 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 year this guy wiped out. He was doing a stunt. He wiped out real good. He got hurt, and. Uh, so this year they're using coke on the floor. <laughs> I didn't see anybody wipe out this year, <laughs> so it must be working. <laughs> High fructose corn syrup all over the floor gets it all sticky. I wouldn't want to have to be the guy to clean it up after, though, man. That would be. Uh, well, maybe they've just got. Uh, they some just super bar, bar wash it off. I guess so. They bar yeah. wash. I did a lot of work there. I, uh, I've done a lot of work at the National Center. They're always renovating, and uh, I've yeah. done a lot of work. And uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, they got they got lots of money, but I don't know if they made money this weekend. Here, here, you're a smart guy. Here's another one for you. This this German guy told me this one. Uh, German guy, yeah, he said to me, uh, "What's the only country? There's only the only country." that didn't mandate vaccines. Do you know the country? Um, was it Sweden? Bingo. You're right. And he said, how come nobody's dying over there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. He, he's on his fourth, by the way. The guy's uh, oh, man. four oh, years God. old. <laughs> He, he still owns a business. 
but he, he's German, and uh, <laughs> he just got back from a six-week trip in uh, Switzerland. He, he's got friends in Switzerland. He goes to Germany. He goes to Florida. He, four times a year, he's traveling, and, uh, you know, he, he's got a... I told him, why don't you sell the business? <laughs> you know, it's a lot of work, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyways, he, I guess it keep, keeps him busy. He says the wife, she, she's looking after the business. She, she wants the money, you know? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a funny guy. Now you've piqued my interest. But, so I'm just looking up uh, the COVID stats for Sweden to see if we can get some facts on that because I haven't looked at Sweden in a long time. In fact, I don't, I don't even, there it is right there. I haven't even really been looking at the stats on COVID at all of late, but here, here the uh, worldometer government provided statistics on coronavirus. So cases, 2,745,098 deaths, 26,433 recovered, 2,673,923 active cases, 44,000. Where's the graph? Okay. Total cases, new cases. Yeah. I don't know. They don't seem to. Uh, no, I guess they would have had the vaccines available, right? But just didn't mandate it. <laughs> Is that about accurate? Oh, uh, uh, I'm looking at something. PDS uh, posted something. I'm looking. I'm laughing when he. Yeah, he, he, he posted a hearse oh. with the feet picture of the feet in the back window uh-huh. <laughs> fully vaxxed and boosted see you soon <laughs> anyways how many how many did you say sorry sorry <laughs> um let me go back up here so many- says the total number of cases 2,745,098 total deaths 26,433 what's the population of sweden so i'll just look it up here sweden population is 10 million. So Canada has a population of almost 40 million now, right? So Canada is four times the size. And so we'll say, let's look up Canada's numbers. And we'll see what we get here for Canada. So 4 million cases, so 56,000 deaths. So, I mean, I don't know if it's fair to look at these, compare these numbers directly like that, because you have a lot of different factors in play, right? You have environmental factors, socioeconomic factors. Uh, It's not really climate temperature, um, demographics, how people work, where they go, what the government response was, whether people locked down, didn't lock down. So you'd have to 
you have to take a more, I think, um, appropriate approach to it, a more scientific approach than just simply holding up the two numbers. So Canada had about twice as twice the number of deaths. And it also depends on how the governments report those statistics as well, right? It isn't uh, yeah, it isn't just straight up numbers because they could be classifying a COVID death in a different way than they were, you know, in Sweden versus Absolutely. Canada, right? So hard to say. Yeah. yeah, don't know. I but don't know. It, it was, they, 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 I think they were the only country that didn't lock down and do anything, you know, and uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. things turned out all right there. Yeah, it doesn't look but like now, it's that much you different. See, you see this morning, uh, actually, this evening I was watching, or, or this afternoon, Fauci's in Washington right now, behind, is in private meetings, talking about what's what happened, this, what's going on, what something new strain coming out. Oh, I don't know what they're, they won't tell nobody nothing. But he, you see the old man, there's a, like the guy looks like he's he's a, I don't know, but they're they're working on something, Rick. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> I did hear something, something about that. I don't know. I don't know any details. I'm not sure how much weight to give it. You um, won't know anything. Know. It's private. So they nobody say. nobody allowed, and and uh, but they did tell you it's it's about that. They're talking about that. And and twenty twenty, what happened then? So I don't know. It's it's uh you can't get any answers from anybody today. It's yeah. It's Fauci, Fauci to testify before Congress on COVID origins. Um. So he is going to be involved in a two-day closed-door trans transcribed interview it'll take place starting well it started today i believe continues tomorrow so it is all behind closed doors it's happening before congress this week as part of the republicans years-long investigation into the origins of covid19 and yeah. he was seen entering the capitol this morning closed door meeting what else is being reported here um, he doesn't look like he's in good shape, by the way. No, he, prob seen him walk. <laughs> he probably got overinjected with too much youth juice. <laughs> I don't know. He he didn't look like he was walking normal. He, he looked like rough shape. Yeah. Uh -huh. That was last week. There was a guy on uh, the other show, Shadow Doctor Mal Mavic or whatever his name is. It, it was interesting, but the guy admitted. Being paid off four hundred thousand dollars for promote the thing, you know. Uh, now, but they had he I'm had a doctor on there who admitted to taking four hundred thousand dollars. He admitted this. He admitted this on his show. Yeah, and he was a guest on the yes. show and, and said this. Yes. Yeah. 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 And what was this he doctor's got paid name? Four hundred thousand dollars from Malvi Maverick. 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 Not Maverick, Maverick, <laughs> Maverick, <laughs> Doctor Maverick. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody probably posted in there. They, they know him. They, 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 somebody knows the guy. They know him. But he was on there uh, last week. Actually, the show's still there. If you go on Shadow, huh? mm -hmm. let me see here. 
where's Shadow here on this stupid iPad? Right there. So you go there. There we go. Maccus. M-A-K-I-S. William Maccus. If you go on that. Yeah, he, his interview's still up there on, on uh, Dr. William Maccus. Yeah, he, he, he admitted uh, he got paid. So did he just run clips of this I'm guy or did he actually have the guy on? Oh, he was on there. He was talking to him live, yeah. It's a live interview. So, uh, it's an hour and 46 minutes. Uh-huh. And so Shadow. this guy this guy know. says that he took $400,000 in order to promote yes. the stuff. Yep. I don't know. You got it. Oh, he, he, if you click so, on that interview. And then, so, then, so then he goes on Shadow Davis' show. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Says, and says, go, I took $400,000 to promote it. And go, what, go, is he ashamed of Shadow. it? Or is he happy about it? Or what's here. he saying? Here, here, here's what he said tonight. Dr. Magus, Magus blew the lid off the AHS earlier this week, revealing a bombshell document proving they tried to buy him off with a cash settlement oh, of so $400,000. This, this so means says, they yeah. knew they were in trouble. Uh, he talks about that. Did he have receipts on this? Yeah. Did he have documents? Did he show the... Did he show memos, signed this, things? We, 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 we all know all these doctors and hospitals that got paid off. Well, we did, did, did he show anything to prove this, or did he just say it? I don't know. You got to listen to the interview. I, I think I fell asleep. It's on, it's on late at night. So he's a but, uh, he's a he has expertise in radiology, oncology, and immunology. Governor General's Medal University of Toronto scholar it says here on uh, Substack. That's what he claims. So those his credentials are. Um, don't know. I'm not really familiar with him. Well, we all know. All these doctors and hospitals—they're all—they're all paid off, uh, and Trump too. Like, you know, you know how much Trump made. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, he'll do anything for a buck, Trump. You know that. He'll—he'll he'll do anything for a buck. That guy—that's what he does. Makes money. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way it is in today's world. It's corrupt, and mm -hmm. everybody's buying everybody. You know. Like, look what's going on in Gaza. Here's the thing that here's you don't the thing hear that, about. What a, sorry, go ahead, John. People are being paid out. The Jews are the Jews are paying everybody off. They own the media. They own uh, all the politicians. They're all bribes, bribes, Rick. You know that. You're not you're not a stupid man, right? So that's what the world is today: bribes. It's all about bribes. So, okay. you still there? Still yeah, I'm still. I'm that. still here, John. <laughs> I was playing with playing with the volume button on my phone. I got you. So, well, listen, we've got other callers in the queue, so we better move on. Yeah. All you. right. Well, Have well, a good night. Talk to you another time. Good night. See ya. Who's on the line now? Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. How are you? Good. 
I, yeah, that was Dr. I think William Mackey that Johnny was talking about. Yeah, I and I don't up. believe. Yeah, I don't believe he took the money. I think he was one of the ones that said no, and he was he woke up to what was going on, and that's why he goes on. I, I've heard of him. I've heard him talk on different different podcasts and stuff. He's like, you know, you know how there's different doctors that just all of a sudden just they don't want nothing to do with it because they could see the truth what was happening. Yep. So yeah, you kind of like like Johnny said, you'd kind of have to listen to the interview, but uh, yeah, he just he did drop a bombshell. That's for sure on the show that night. So yeah, I just anyway, you know, I just it's one it's one thing to say, it's one thing to say something. I I'd like to see some yeah. receipts on that. So show me the memos. Show me the re, you know the the actual transfer of funds. Um, if you're gonna you know if you're gonna drop a bombshell, then drop a bombshell and. Let's see the paper trail on this because that's that's what can actually make a real difference. Not just people flapping gums on a on a podcast, right? right. Anybody can do that. Right. That well, gets people jacked up. Show me, yeah. show me the paper trail, then we can do something about it because those pharmaceutical companies, you know, there are strict rules that have to be followed, especially in Canada, with regard to making payments to doctors or even hospitals to yep. strict rules on promoting any kind of medications. So, you know, even when you go to Shoppers Drug Mart or any pharmacy, like if I go to Shoppers Drug Mart or you go to Shoppers Drug Mart here in Canada and you buy a prescription, you can't use your points card for that. That's not, a, that's illegal. No, I know. You can't even do that. So, yeah. you know, I don't I know. know exactly what the laws would be with regard to pharmaceutical companies paying off doctors. But if that's happened or if that's even been offered, to a doctor as a bribe of some kind, that might be very incriminating. So let's see the paper trail on that. Yeah. And then we can maybe get somewhere with it, right? You know, the other right. thing, I Chris, guess the only, I was, I, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead, Rick. Go ahead. Yeah, no, well, you, you go and comment, and then I'm going to say something else, too. Well, no, I was just going to say, um, I think if you maybe just Googled him yourself and it might bring up it'll bring up information on him and his history and that kind of stuff and there might be something in that i, I i'm just guessing yeah yeah i mean i don't i don't I, i'm not familiar and i don't really have the time to watch shadow um so i no, don't no. really know what was said there i'm just asking questions and saying you know if that's really the case yeah. then let's uh then maybe there's something that could be yeah. done with it i don't know yeah, it's hard to say. Anyway, you know, so you were going to say... I was going to say this. You know what kind of bothers me, though, is I hear, like, even the other night, um, our guest said that he really likes, like, Jordan Peterson, right? And would like Jordan Peterson to be the prime minister. Right. And I've heard a lot of people say that. But, but you know, when I look at some of the mm -hmm. people who are out there right now on the podcast circuit, who have been up speaking in front of people, yep. and people say that these are great leaders and they're they're sticking up for the for the unvaxxed and you know a lot of these guys have been vaxxed yeah. jordan peterson got vaccinated he didn't get locked down he was traveling back and forth across the border he was speaking you know in the u.s and then coming back to canada yeah. and getting on planes yeah. and trains when i couldn't go to a restaurant yeah. right mm -hmm. and, and then i remember yeah and now Dr. Shoemaker, he's another one. He got all vaxxed up. He was vaccinated. He injected yep. a bunch of people. He was vaccinating people. Now he stands up and 
and nothing against him. I'm just saying. Right? And then people yeah. are like, he's our vaccination <laughs> hero. Well, excuse me. No, I know. <laughs> like, yeah, that guy got I, vaxxed. I he vaxxed. He's injected people. Well, and now you're listening. You're putting him up on the podium saying that he's the guy with all the answers. Where was he when all this started? Yep. I didn't do it. I was opposed yep. from the beginning. But and not to me say too. that I'm like perfect me or too. anything. I'm just saying. Where was there? To me, it's like, where's the judgment in the beginning? Where was their intuition? Where was their professional judgment then? Why did it take exactly. them a year or two years to come to the conclusion that, hey, maybe I shouldn't have had that thing stuck in my arm and maybe I shouldn't have been sticking it in people's <laughs> arms. And now I'm going to get on these podcast circuits and generate all these views and uh, get all the click yeah. money. And I mean, come on. Yeah. What the hell's going on? And you know, and you know what? And the thing is, people will pay. People pay money to go see these guys. Like, okay, here's a good example. So, you know, Tucker Carlson is coming to Alberta. You've heard about that, right? I did hear about that. Yeah. Okay. So he's going, he's going to Edmonton first. I believe it's uh, two weeks time. He's coming to Edmonton. So tickets, if you want to sit on like the floor closer to the stage, $800 a ticket. If you want to sit up in the stands, they start at 200 plus to see Tucker. That would be the day I, I'm sorry. Like, you know what? There's just, now these guys are just making money. I, 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 I have issues with that because they seem to be making money off of what really happened and they're still doing it. Right. Uh -huh. Like, I mean, wh when does it stop? I mean, you, you know, you can hear Tucker. He's, you know, he's all over eight, you know, all the time he's doing stuff, you know, $800. $800. Yeah. And then he'll be going to Calgary, which is where I think Daniel Smith is going to meet him. But I don't know how much the tickets are going to be in there. But at Rogers Place in Edmonton, it's eight hundred dollars if you want to sit on the floor, and two, it starts at two hundred plus if you want to sit up in the stands. Well, who has that? I have these, and for a sixty dollar <laughs> donation, <laughs> I will mail you for free one of these. I, we just would like the donation to help. Try to fund the operation here, and we've we've sent it a few. No kidding. Sixty bucks for a hoodie, folks. Yeah, and uh, just yeah, that's that's more reasonable. I mean, come on, I know. And I was gonna say to you, who 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 turned up the freezer out here? Oh man, I see. Yeah, <laughs> it is so freaking cold out here. We went from beautiful, beautiful weather. <laughs> to instant, like somebody turned the freezer on overnight. Like yeah. tonight, I think it's like mine. It was minus twenty two today. Now I do know the weather network. You know they're kind of, you know, one sided. And so if you go, if you go on the weather network on your phone, it says, oh, um, dangerously cold uh, winds and, and cold that could kill people. And I'm going, oh my god, are you like, are you kidding? Like even my, like we've had minus forty out here. Now maybe. I think maybe further east is supposed to get colder. We did get a bit of snow last night, like three centimeters or something. But I mean, it, it kind of changed pretty quick. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't like your prediction, Rick. I'm going to send it your way now. Yeah. Oh, it'll come. Yeah. It'll come here too. Um, so what I really called in for tonight was, so, you know, the other night when Celtic called in, yeah. And she's so concerned about all those missing children. Mm -hmm. So I did try to call you today, but I didn't get an answer. So I figured you were oh, busy. Yes. I, but anyways, um, 
I spent three hours last night Googling, Googling, searching, searching. It's been another hour and a half this morning on missing children. I've gone to registries. There's nothing. There's nothing about missing children. If they're, if they, the only thing I read was if they're missing, they could either have sadly died in the fires or they, when they jumped into the ocean, they could have drowned. But you're not seeing, they're not, I don't think you're ever going to find out if, if it's true or not. Like, because it's just, everything's blocked or it says fact checked or this or that. Like, it, it's hard to say. Like, I, I am trying to is help it, her, but is it, is it, is I'm it hard, is it hard anywhere. to say? Um, you know, I'm not asking you to find the children. What I said was, find me a parent, find me a relative, a brother, right. a mother, a and, sister, a cousin, right. an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent, anybody from a family right. who, and good luck. because there are and over, good luck supposed to be over to a find thousand them. children, right? Missing. Yeah, that's what thousand, they're saying. Well, that's what they said, but. So yeah, if you have I, a community, but you're not Chris, if you have a community with over a thousand missing children, that's a thousand families. By extension, you have, yep. you know, how many people in a family? Ten, you'd have like 10,000, 20,000, maybe a hundred thousand yep. relatives. I don't know, depending on how many children yep. are total. So I'm just saying, get me, just get me a family member for, for, well, and that's for the a thing. How, missing how kids. And I'd like to put them on the show. And you couldn't find, you spent and I like, looking, no, how, you could, couldn't find a family member, right? I couldn't find nothing. Like this, yeah. like even when I went to a registry to see, you know, if there was parents that have things on there, there's nothing. Like, yeah. I don't know how you're going to find relatives of any of these kids because other things are very, being kept very, very quiet or it's just not oh. true. I mean, yeah, oh, 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 I, I there you know. go. Maybe, maybe that's what the problem is. Maybe it's just not. And you know what? Well, and that's the thing. And I don't want Celtic. I mean, I'm, she's listening. I don't want her to be upset, but I just want her to know that I am looking. And, I don't want her to be you know, there's a lot of, there was a lot of conspiracy theories after that fire, as you know, mm. a lot of TikTok, you know, those guys that were going around to those metal car, those cars and, oh yeah, you know, the ones that were moving the cars and, oh yeah. So, you know, the thing is, is that, but really, if you do searches, like I will search again, but seriously, I mean, I, I've spent hours and it's like, it, it's, you can't, find, you can't even find a, a relative. Like you can't even find parents' names. I've been looking to, any of these I kids. So I don't know I'm how having a lot of trouble finding yeah. any relatives. I haven't been able to find a single one. So I'm putting the challenge yeah, out there I to mean, everybody because people have, have been very distraught, yeah. very, very upset about it. And yeah, uh, of so course they have. Leaving the challenge open, um, you know, somebody, yeah. somebody, go get me some families. We'll put them on here because you know I'll tell you in my town, in my where I live, if we had a thousand missing children, you know what would be going on right now? Town hall meetings. People would be up in arms. Yeah, they'd be protesting. Yeah. They'd be out at City Hall. They'd yeah. be up at Ottawa. They'd be like, go find our children. We'd have pictures of the missing yeah. children um, posted on every lamppost in town, on every bulletin board. We'd yeah, have same here. Reports. We'd have yeah. rallies out in front of the uh, the TV yeah. and the radio stations. The newspapers would be doing stories. Yeah. People would be demanding that mm -hmm. the authorities get to work and find the missing children. 
But here in Lahaina, exactly. I'm not seeing anything like that. I'm not seeing any pictures no. posted on any lampposts anywhere. No. And I want somebody going to Hawaii no. to go and look. But in the meantime, that's going to be some yeah. weeks before they get down there. I'm gonna, so I'm, I would, I'm gonna put it out there to you guys because we've had people calling in here like Celtic Love and crying on the air about this. Yeah, uh, distraught because of, um, well, yeah. you can, you know, come to your own conclusions about why they're upset. So I'm just yeah. saying, if you guys. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys it's not true. Just help me go find a family. No. Get, let's get some of the, yeah. if the kids are missing, let's publicize it. Let's get the pictures of the missing kids. We'll, we'll put them on the screen yeah. here. We'll, we'll blast it all over the world. We'll become, you know, the, 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 the number one news source for the for the search for the missing kids. But just need, give me a place to start. Go get me a family. Get me a relative of a, a, a few of these missing kids. One to start. Yeah. Even one. Yeah. One missing kid. One. Because there are yeah. thousands, right? Thousands of the missing. Get me one. Yeah. A relative. Well, and you know, there was, a, there was a, a freedom fighter um, does a podcast like you down in the States. And I remember just after the fire, about a month or two later, she actually went down there and she was actually looking and she came out empty handed. Mm -hmm. And like, she literally went down there and like, she was showing you where she was and this and that. So, I mean, I'm not saying it, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's not true and I'm not saying it is true, but it's going to, I think it's going to be really hard to find the information unless somebody knows somebody is, Actually, that's in Hawaii I've, that knows somebody I've, I've, or whatever. I've covered lots of stories about missing kids, and we have Amber Alerts on here. And in Hawaii, they have Amber an Amber Alert system for a kid that goes missing. If there's a child that goes missing, yeah. bam, the Amber Alert goes out for one missing kid, and that gets signaled all over the place. So you know what? Yeah. I don't think it would be difficult yeah. at all if you have thousands of missing kids, or even a thousand, or even ten. Mm -hmm. If you had five, if you had one, so find me one. Not so just, try. You know, I'm not, not so try to Google Amber. Go ahead, folks. So I will. I, I'll 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 Google Amber Amber Alerts tonight for missing children. We'll see if that produces. If I hear anything, I'll give you a call. But yeah. other than that, and the, but anyways, the, I won't the, hold the line up too much longer. You know, I appreciate you calling and telling me that because I, I appreciate you digging into it and looking. And yeah. I'm I'm encouraging every yeah. member of the Maverick family to just spend even a few minutes just search for. Um, for the missing kids from the wildfires, that's what we're talking about here. I'm not talking about missing yeah. kids from domestic disputes or any of the no, other kinds no. of things that police would look into. I'm talking about specifically those those fires or the fire in Lahaina. Yeah. Where the kids mm -hmm. were supposedly kidnapped yeah. on school buses and yeah. transported off the island someplace and what happened to them. So that's what we're talking about here. Help me out. Yeah. So, well, I... I encourage everybody to, you know, like I, I'm going to keep looking and we'll hopefully maybe we'll find a lead somewhere. We'll get that. But I guess that's all we can want, do for self. I want the truth. Yeah, me too. I would like the truth on that too, because it's been, it's been going on far too long, all these theories and everything going on. And like you said, people are getting traumatized over it. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, it, the truth needs to come out. It needs to be found. It we does. need to find it. So I think it's a good project for us all. Yeah. Good exercise to go through. So, and there's something yeah. very, you know, positive and constructive people can do 
and you can get engaged and actually make a difference yourself. And uh, if we can save just yeah. one child, then that would be fantastic. Yeah. And if we can expose um, some truth, then that would be a great thing too. So whatever the, the verdict is, the facts will be the facts and, uh, and they will be undeniable. And yeah, I put it out there for everybody. In the and I family tonight. And I, and I encourage everybody to share it out, the, your podcast, so that we know that we're, 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 we're trying to help Celtic. We want to know the truth. So share it out. Share, Cause you never know down the road, somebody might come across it and go, Oh, I might know somebody, you know, so share it out. <laughs> Keep sharing. Yeah, and you know, Celtic Love, I guess Celtic Love watches the show. Uh, welcome to call back in. And I'm especially putting the challenge out to Celtic yeah. Love, who called in the other night so distraught, uh, saying, what can we do? Yeah. Why weren't you doing something? Well, that's something you can yeah. do, Celtic Love. Go find us a relative of, just start making some phone calls, search online, yeah. do whatever you, you can do yeah. to, to, to find a relative. Right just a relative of a and I'm that we can verify yep. as being accurate, yep. truthful and we'll get them on the, yeah. The and, I, and that's what, and that's, so I just want Celtic to know that I'm on it. I'm doing the best I can, but so far there's, I haven't come across anything, but I will keep searching and I hope everybody else has. And for that, Rick, on this note, I'll let you go. Cause I don't know if you have anybody else on the line or not, but. No, that's great. Thank you very much, Chris. Fantastic call. You're welcome, Rick. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. See ya. Okay. And let me just uh, click a couple of buttons here on the phone system. And that will wrap that up. And I will pull that down. And yes, you guys can support the show, as I mentioned earlier, by donating at maverickdonations.com that takes you to the gibson go page or at freedomreporters.com that's where most people donate on the over on the the paypal site and yes if you donate sixty dollars or more just tell me what size you want and we have these maverick news hoodies sixty dollars or more and i will ship them out to you that includes you know just donation and then i send you the shirt as a thank you but i have to cover the costs of uh, producing them and shipping them out and uh, the shipping alone is a little bit on the, the expensive side we get the shirts you know at a reasonable wholesale price and produce them so they're cost effective but we also have to cover the shipping and uh, and you'll help fund the operation here uh, with a $60 or more donation. We also have t-shirts, again, in various sizes, and you can have them in any color you want as long as it's black. And for a $30 donation or more, I can send you a t-shirt as a thank you as well. Uh, and you can do that through freedomreporters.com. You can also support the channel simply by liking, sharing, subscribing. I haven't bothered with Facebook for the past two nights because of all the censorship issues we're facing over there. Um, blocked on most of the Facebook pages anyway, uh, banned for the next uh, number of months, I guess. So I'm just kind of like, whatever. Uh, 
So we're not able to broadcast over there at the moment, but we are back on, uh, I think our main YouTube channel starting tomorrow. We're on our, on our alternative YouTube channels tonight. So make sure you subscribe to those. If you're watching there tonight or go over and subscribe on them, there's Maverick live and the Rick Walker channel. Hit the notification bell. If you do subscribe so that you receive notifications every time we post a new video, I'm, I'm still trying to get some traction over on Twitter. Um, I don't really use it properly. We just post the live stuff there and I don't get involved in all the, the, the back and forth, the social media sparring that takes place so much there, which is why we don't grow that quickly, but I'm just too busy producing the, the long form live streams over here and we're on rumble. So please subscribe on rumble too on our rumble channels, because that's the most important platform for us where we are getting the most traction. And you can also support us through the rumble rants there. Um, and yeah, we were on a bunch of other platforms where you can watch the, the rebroadcast as well. Gab and BitChute and CloudHub and HugeTube and Brighteon and so on and so on and so on. And we really appreciate uh, the support. Got to tell you, it's all up to you guys. Tomorrow night, we have a couple of special guests on, we're supposed to anyway, who are starting actually a... Um, an online business, which will illustrate the ways in which we, as freedom-loving people, can set up an alternative economy or an alternative business systems, a parallel economic system, a parallel economy, um, if you will, where we will be insulated from government action uh, should we face lockdowns and things of that nature in the future so tune in tomorrow night 6 p.m eastern standard time and i'll tell you all about that along with our special guests and i won't spill the beans oh you'll have to tune in tomorrow night to find out exactly what it is that they are working on and what they're launching and how you might be able to get involved that's tomorrow night here on the maverick news channel 6 p.m Eastern Standard Time. Thank you, everyone, for spending your evening here with me. As always, an absolute privilege. And I will catch you tomorrow on the flip side. This has been a Maverick Multimedia Productions.